Okay, because I tell you what, this fucking band you know, kicks ass. Yo. There's a tornado warning. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, I'm doing a podcast. That would be great. It would be very entertaining. I Go cannot ahead. wait to see what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. It looks fun. Welcome to episode six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I thought you were going to keep talking. I thought you were going to keep talking. Um, hey, what's up? Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to somebody from the show. Oh, I guess, I guess we can talk about You're like a proud dad. <laughs> so, like, for anybody that listens to this genre of music they probably know the band grief which means they probably know the band come to grief and they they know them then you would know that that come to grief has a new album out it's called when the world dies <laughs> i remember when terry told me that on the uh, when i interviewed him for the podcast and he was like yeah it's called when the world dies very and he said like very uplifting right I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing you sh- everyone should go listen to it and go buy it but much to my surprise and i've i've already like talked about this uh online but to my surprise i actually got a shout out in the liner notes of the album along with uh quite a few fucking like big names in there like some heavies in there fucking i hate god jacob bannon kurt baloo uh jerry of course from warhorse and conclave electric wizard like joza oborn got a a shout out in there and uh a whole bunch of other people my friend craig butler who lives pretty close who we live we're like neighbors now basically um he also got a shout out and uh Man, what a what an honor to be amongst all those names. You know, it's just like, you know, it it gives it it, it feels like it gives this thing some fucking credence finally. You know, like you should, I'm, you know, you should show your mom. Oh, I told her. She are you told she her? She was she's probably like knowing her. She was probably <laughs> in like fucking a whole bunch of liner notes from punk bands that never went anywhere. That's pretty awesome. I actually was like. Because people started getting their records, you know? And I was like, wait a minute, where's mine? So I, like, went back in my emails, and I couldn't find the order for it. And it turns out that I don't think I ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just, like, hit Terry up, and I was like, hey, uh, let's just say, uh, for the sake of argument, that I uh, maybe forgot to order that record. You got any of those? He's like, yeah, I got it. It's like, sick, dude. He's like, I'll send hey. it to you when I get home. <laughs> what's that from? <laughs> what's, what's that from? You got any of those um, laying around? Oh, is that is that a Chappelle oh. bit? Oh, with the the crack the crackhead. We're like, what's his name? Tyrone. Yeah, is, it, is that a Tyrone? He's like, we got any more of them? Got any more of them crack rocks? Yes, yeah, don't, that's don't the meme. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was like the meme. I remember going around like it was, you know, it was like, hey, you got any more of them votes or some shit like that? Yeah, they, they always put something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's like uh, Tyrone the crackhead. I hate to break it to you, Joe Rogan. That ain't the first time I tasted penis. 
<laughs> and he's on Fear Factor, and he like has to eat the old dick. That's <laughs> like some old rotten dick. He just like, <laughs> and eats it like like he's like all happy. He busts out the is knife. It, is it actually Rogan? Yeah, yeah. Oh They're friends. He's friends with Dave Chappelle. And he lays down with the worms. He like pulls the newspaper out like a blanket. Dude, it's just, been like, so long asleep. since I've watched that show. Shit's fucking great. But yeah, that was pretty fucking wild to see. Yeah, man. So I was, thank uh, you for hipping me to shot. that band. It's crazy. Hey, man. I, it's uh, crazy. You know. Yeah, it is. It is pretty wild, actually. Honestly, it's pretty awesome. Terry's funny. It's a, I mean, a, dude, amazing human being. Fucking Terry, Terry. you rule. And like, yeah. you know, I... I'm trying to get like develop some fucking any kind of nepotism or some weird shit here, but like you know, it's just it's it, it's very much it's a real honor. Let's just leave it at that, you know. It's really fucking cool. Shit, I'm honored. It's not even my name. <laughs> well, you've been on a it's, lot, so. In my opinion, there's certain bands that if they're if you're into this kind of stuff, you you might you don't even have to like them. You just have to know about them. You know what right. I mean? Just at least know that they exist. Not that hard. <laughs> you know, the other fucking funny thing that happened was uh, Sarah went out to the West Coast and she stopped at Amoeba and she grabbed me a, a tape. Because um, I, I like looked and was like, I don't really see anything I want. You know, I said, if you see some little thing that you think I might enjoy or whatever, she, she grabbed me a tape and she got me a tape by Mortis. <laughs> You the know old is the, the old the, band uh, uh they're like a yeah. metal band right from the 80s right or something or the yeah, early like 90s the 90, maybe yeah he's like the dude he dresses yeah. up like a fucking goblin and he, he looks like a goblin dungeon. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. he's all dressed yeah exactly it's it's all about that nonsense that you love the wizards and shit yeah and crystal balls and stuff i should get that fucking printed up on a shirt for sure the word nonsense is it is a, let me see how bad it is I don't know if you can kind of see it. There's like a pretty bad oh, glare. Oh, it's like a glare on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's like him in the woods. Is he like no, standing that's... in the woods in a black and white picture? Oh, yeah. I didn't even see him there. He's like standing off way in the back. Yeah. There's like a fucking fell tree or some shit. But it's pretty funny because like on the side here, it says Mortis apologizes. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I don't know if it's Mortis. Um, I think it's Mortis. <laughs> I, I always Mortis said Mortis too. Yeah. Uh, Mortis apologizes for the musical mistakes committed on this recording. Ninety-five percent was done at one take, so fuck off. <laughs> huh. So I took. I was listening to it today, and I took a picture of it, and I I knew that Mortis was on Instagram because some meme account I followed like tagged him in something, and I guess he didn't like it. So they blocked the meme account and the meme account periodically will just like either try to tag him or just post about how they want to be friends with Mortis again. But I posted and I, and not expecting him to reply. He sent me just like a thumbs up back. Nice, dude. <laughs> so I'm just like imagining like this Let's fucking, kick ass. this fucking goblin man just crawling out of his hole, just being like, eh, eh, and then just <laughs> crawling back in like he doesn't say anything he just gives a little thumb up with his scraggly little talon <laughs> that's fucking great so that kind yeah, of yeah because he wears those like fake fingers yeah he, he goes those, like, like full on yeah. he's like yeah i want to be an orc <laughs> hey you know what can you hang on for one sec 
Yeah. Hang on. I'll be right back. Is that the thing? Hold, hold on. I think the tornado warning thing is going off. I got to go check this out, all right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, hold on a second. All right. Well, I'm terribly sorry, but we're going to have to cut this one off. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's going to come down and hang out because I'm in the basement here. And if it gets really bad, then we need to, like, go into my bathroom, which is, like, the safe spot. All right. Well, you uh, <laughs> do what you got to do. And I've never had to do this. Down, well, I'm from New Jersey. Listen, I'm from. Excuse me. I'm from New Jersey. All right. I never had to do this shit before. All right. All. <laughs> if it if it uh, I don't know, I guess maybe if it gets over early or whatever, I'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Keep me All posted. Right. Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I will. Several days later, the warning sign has not gone off since then so been pretty good chill around here i've never experienced anything like that well, i'm glad you survived oh yeah it's well me too i mean the uh so like what happened okay there's a thing that i didn't know about till i got out here in the midwest called a uh, tornado siren you'll pardon me i'm just finishing up this fly really quick just the the last tie right here and then uh i just gotta throw it in the drink and then take a leak real quick and then we can start but uh the so there's this thing called like a tornado siren which uh is like maybe it's like halfway between here and my work so it's like maybe it's like right at the other side of the neighborhood at the end of my neighborhood right it's like there's a water tower and it's attached to the water tower every second wednesday i think of the month they test it right like it's just like a regular day or whatever there's no tornadoes and they test it right so it goes off and it's really a little bit annoying especially if you're like walking like near it and you can't get away from it because it's like pretty fucking loud but i always kind of thought to myself i was like that's crazy i was like if there's a fucking tornado how are you going to hear that shit? That shit's going to be like, you know, there's no way you're going to hear that. Well, turns out I was wrong. You can absolutely hear it because I don't know if you could hear it in that recording that we were doing, but you were, you were talking, right? That was the last sentence that you were talking before I said that I had to go. And I, I, I remember distinctly kept going. I kept going, uh, uh, like trying to like, stop you from you know what i mean like just trying to get it yeah. because i heard i heard even through my headphones because i have the headphones on i heard through my headphones coming through the window the fucking tornado siren and that's why i was like wait a minute i was like this is maybe this is something and that's when i went like after i got off with you i went upstairs and rachel and uh andrew were like batting everything down they were like uh you know putting everything off the taking everything off the deck so it was pretty, it was pretty hairy. The power went out. That was the worst thing. Cause I was like, oh, we could just hang out. Cause like what you're supposed to do is go in the basement, right? What is it like the basement or your tub? I, well, yeah. It's like, if you have one of those old iron, like cast iron bathtubs. Oh, well. It's I supposed to like. <laughs> I fucking do, don't have one of those. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody does anymore. They, well, there's, well, some people do. Mansion, but, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, not they don't mean necessarily like a clawfoot. No, I know. Tub like that. They just mean like a tub that's made out of metal as opposed to the ones nowadays that are made out of like a fiberglass or whatever. So the uh they were like all getting everything ready and I was like, Oh shit. I was like, This is this is really happening. <laughs> I was like, This is happening. So uh I was like, Oh, we could just go downstairs and we'll hang out, listen to records, you know what I mean? As soon as they got down here the fucking power goes out. So I'm like, All right. This now this is sucks. Now we're just sitting here smoking weed in the dark. And that's kind of what happened. Dude, I ha- would probably be having... I would have probably had a panic attack or something. It was, honestly, there was like one second. You would have loved it. There was one second, right? I was like, oh. I was like, it's... it's Let's, let's see what's going on outside. Because I closed the blinds, right? Because I was like, I don't want to see what's going on out there. Because it was like fucking... It was like 75 miles an hour winds. The fucking... Uh, it was raining like a motherfucker. Lightning. Like that constant lightning. I don't know if you ever seen that. Yeah, it's yeah. like I've never seen it since I until I came to the Midwest, where it's just like lightning strike after lightning strike after lightning strike. There's no like time in between it, and it's all just like fucking. <laughs> so that's why everything's like, bright uh, in all those pictures, right? In like all the videos, because the lightning is constantly going on. Yeah, yeah. So I like fucking go. I'm like, oh, let me check and see what's going on outside. As soon as I go like this, right? I go like, oh. I'm like, well, let me see what's going on outside, right? As soon as I go like this and I touch the fucking the cord for the blinds, this fucking massive fucking thunder strike and fucking light like lightning and thunder combination strike just like Pow! I was like, oh shit. I was like, it like scared me away from the window. I was like, oh shit. I was like I was like, maybe I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe where they're like well, I'll, I'll, let me just see what's going on. Maybe it's not so bad. They open the door, they see something bad, and it's like, how bad is it? It's like, pretty bad. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. Like, I never experienced anything. Like, yeah, of course. They're like, is it clear? No. How many are there? <laughs> Lots. Yours is like, so is it clear? No. <laughs> how big is it? Large. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah the, uh... I imagine it's that feeling of, I can't really, rec- I, I've definitely had this feeling before. I can't recall an instance off the top of my head, but like, it's that feeling of like, oh, I, I know, I, I, I don't remember one. I remember my friend and I went for a hike one time and I, I, maybe I've told this before on here. I think I, I, I just pre uh, say that now before every story I say, because I have <laughs> a habit of repeating myself, but we went on a hike and we were gonna head back and this group of people were like visibly upset about something and we're like so we just were like and we saw them pointing at something and we were like what's going on and they're like there's a huge rattlesnake like oh right there i was like in trail and then in new jersey in jersey yeah wow and it was, that's like a super rare yeah and uh you know, so it was like, we're on the trail, and then there's like, you know, just like the grass that is next to it, a bit of a dip, yeah. and then it goes like the, you know, because the path's been like carved out or whatever, and then it goes yeah. up on a little ridge, and I'm like, what? And I just took like a step closer and immediately saw this thing, and it wasn't coiled up, it was slithering along. And okay. this thing was fucking huge. I mean, probably about yeah. Six I'm assuming it's an eastern. It's probably an eastern diamondback. They get like pretty fucking big if they like six feet. Easy. Yeah, if they're left alone, 
If they're le- if nobody bothers yeah. them, they get pretty big. They get pretty fucking big. Yeah. And the thing about them too is that they have that wide, flattish body, so they're like they they stand out pretty well. And it, it's not like a little snake where it's just like oh you know it's a snake or mm-hmm. uh, where I saw one. Th- I saw it to the snake today. That's what you think of when you think of snake. You think of something that is slithering along quickly, or it's like fucking the giant anaconda, you know, going after Ice Cube and J-Lo. You know, and that <laughs> thing's just big. So you're like, yeah. But this, it has like that weird flattish body and then that the big ass head. And it was, you know, it, I was still, I don't know, I was probably like a good 10 or 12 feet. And I still got this feeling of like, I know this thing cannot hurt me because it's a very safe distance from me and I'm, I can see it very well, but you still get this dropping sense of fear in yourself because you are aware that you're very close to something that is potentially very, 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 very fucking dangerous. I, my friend, lived in Arizona for a year out in the middle of the desert. Like when I say lived in Arizona, I lived in the part of Arizona where nobody lives. Well, no, let me let me rephrase that. Nobody lives in the summertime. In the wintertime, some people live there. But in the summertime, nobody lives there. I've ran into five. I had to kill five rattlesnakes the whole time I was there. I mean, I saw dozens and dozens, but uh, actually, like on the prop, because we had dog and stuff running around. You know what I mean? We had to get relocations, not an option. It's yeah. So we had to decapitate them with a shovel. So yeah, I, I have personally stared rattlesnake in the face a couple times, and it's fucking. I know exactly what you mean. That that the first one I almost stepped on. Like if I didn't like look, because I like. I'm getting. I was walking. Like, ups- I'm getting upset just thinking about this. I, I know it's crazy, right? Like I'm, I'm walking across the driveway, right, and I look down, and my brain says, "That stick wasn't there before," and then I look down again, like my brain, like look down again. And I'm like, whoa, that's not a stick. That's a snake. And I saw it before it saw me because it was facing the other direction. But I was fucking standing so close to it that if it if it if it had turned its head and saw me, it definitely would have fucking gave me one of those, you know what I mean? One of those quick yeah. ones. I had pants on, so I might have been all right, but that that one was the closest one. I was like, whoa! I jumped back, I called for Pete. I was like, yo, I was like, Pete. He was in the trailer. I was like, Pete. I was like, there's a fucking rattlesnake out here in the driveway. I was like, bring me something to fucking mash it with. <laughs> and he's like, all right. He fucking, I, I shit you not, bro. He comes out of the fucking trailer with a fucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> not a golf club. Not a shovel. Not a fucking, you know what I mean? Not any, not a broom, not even a broomstick. Yo, my boy came out with a fucking. We're going to suck this baby up. One of them, like shitty plastic ones that like is like a oh like a little dirt devil like a dirt devil it was a dirt devil bro yeah come out came out no no it's the one that had like a stick thing but it was barely it it was basically a handheld one but just with like a stick you know yes and dude oh my gosh that was talk about laughing in the face of death that shit was really funny (laughs) getting back to the tornado though so so then so like power's out you're down in the basement, you're smoking weed, you run back in after the big thunderclap, and, like, so did you ultimately hear the tornado, and, like... What, okay, like, did anything, what happened was... Did anything get damaged? Uh, okay, not, not your place. Yeah, not near us, 
but uh, there was reports of a touchdown on the other side of town, and there was uh, the, the the siren went off twice. I don't know if you. I wish you never experienced this, but I can tell you that when there's like a fucking green sky storm outside, and then you hear a fucking tornado siren going off. It sounds like end time shit. It's like <laughs> ominous. It's like super ominous shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so it makes you so uneasy. We're just like, you know what I mean? We're like, what's gonna happen? Like, it's that thought too, because like you and I mean, lately there's been a lot of bad tornadoes touching down in the Midwest too. You know, it's a force of nature, like, and not not this isn't like you know, it's not an animal. Like, yeah, absolutely, an, an animal is not like a wild animal is not to be trifled with and whatnot, and they will fuck you up. But, you know, at a certain point, like, you know, that's a living, breathing thing that can be, you know, taken out of, you know, I wouldn't prefer if it didn't, but I'm just saying, like, if push came to shove, like, it, you know, it, it you know, between you and the lion, and like, I think that it's going to be like, well, one of you is not walking out of that yeah. situation, and it's probably I, not going to be you. So, yeah, but I like, agree. <laughs> it's a tornado, I mean, it's, it's like an earthquake, a tidal wave, you know, a hurricane. You you cannot do anything to prevent this. You know, you cannot fire a gun at a tornado. You can't launch a missile at a tornado. I'm sure there's some fucking idiots that have tried. Um, you can't do anything to disrupt it. Like, it's just something that is going to happen. Yeah. And you got to, like, just sit there and just weather the storm, as they say. Is that, is that the term? I imagine it's is one it? of those things that when you look at it and you see it, it kind of puts everything around you into the context of like, wow, within maybe, I don't know, six seconds, all of my wonderful uh, collected items are just going to be gone. And Yo, suddenly, don't think that that didn't, yeah, August is probably thinking that he just spent all this money on all these fucking sleep posters and now they're just going to be gone. <laughs> Yo, I was so I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, there, you're I... like, that's my retirement fund. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, you're not even kidding me. I was like, this is. Ay, ay, ay. I'm not even kidding you. I was thinking that, too. I was like, this. I was like, is this going to be like a all hands on deck situation, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm very happy that nothing bad happened. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. I am too, man. It's uh, uh my first uh tornado experience was uh definitely a bit hairy, but it it was, you know, we did all right. We we there was no uh loss of property or life. But actually quickly before but, we start, um uh, finally saw I Hate God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no Jimmy so Bauer because he got stuck in the UK with COVID. Which is um, weird, but that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Should happen. No, I'm just... Uh, the whole... The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I'm not getting into it. But uh, the... Yeah, which uh, was funny because Mike addressed it and he was like, you know, and it's... Uh, yeah, no Jimmy, and uh, you know what? We're just not gonna go there. We're just not gonna talk about that. That's, all right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And no one seemed to, you know. Uh, I found out because of uh, uh, Terry. Terry told me. 
you know, ah. and I figured it was something like that or whatever. We, yeah, we assumed yeah. it was visa issues or that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, so Brian and Patton filled in, which you know he's done before and fucking uh, legend. Uh, uh, well, I'll get to that. And the show was fucking awesome. Uh, they had great support from the opening bands. That was, uh, uh, I think they're from Massachusetts. This band called Escuela Grind. Uh, obviously, Come to Grief was fantastic. Totally different band uh, this time around because, uh, you know, Jerry from Warhorse filled in uh, when they played at St. Vitus last November. And compared to this, uh, when Jerry played with them, that they, they sounded mammoth. Like, and I think that's just because of the way Jerry plays the bass. Mm-hmm. Like, just they sounded absolutely huge. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This, they actually sounded a little bit more um, tight. Like, there was a little more speed to it, you know? Okay. Which was, it was, I don't even know. Like, I really just don't know, like, what it was. But it just sounded a little bit different. A little bit, maybe uh, the, I forget his name. I think he's a new bass player. But maybe his bass is just a bit cleaner than Jerry's. You know, that's probably simply what it was. But they fucking were great. They were fantastic. Uh, That band rules. And uh, the other band was Bat. Uh, which is Ryan from Municipal Waste's uh, speed metal band. And they were good. Oh, I see. Uh, if you've ever seen I What see. We Do in the Shadows, I like to say this band's name the way Matt Berry says bat. When he turns into a bat, he goes, bat! <laughs> he turns into a bat. Uh, Mike Nine, still one of the best frontmen of all time. Like, dude mm-hmm. is a fucking amazing frontman. Uh, it's miraculous yeah, that he's still alive also. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but dude, Brian Patton, man, like he fucking killed it. He's a really good guitar player and he holds his guitar in a really bizarre way. Cause he's such a fucking tall dude and he's got those eyes. And he doesn't, the neck doesn't move. The, the neck, neck doesn't, doesn't move, move, right? The, the neck doesn't really... move. Brian is, uh, you know, he played in the band for years and years. Yeah. So he, yeah. he's played more years in the band than not in the band. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, but he, uh, uh, he is awesome. He, you know, he used to play in Soylent Green. Yep. I want to say he played in a couple other of those bands. Uh, Outlaw Order. I think he played in Outlaw Order. I smoked a joint with him one time in Baltimore, and we watched Jim Croce, and because the auto bar, they have like a house next door, and uh, there's like uh, that's where the bands and stuff go. And I just like walked oh, up yeah, in there. Oh yeah, remember you told me that. About yeah. That on the episode when we were talking about I Hate God. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just hung out, watched Jim Croce with them stuff. It was fun. He seems um, like remarkably. He's the more, most like just together. Than other I will say this. I will say this. At, even at the time, bro. Even at the time, he was like that, and he was the most personable one out of everybody in the band. You know, as far as just talking, you know. I talked with him at length, you know, nobody else, everybody else, it's just kind of snippets and little things, you know, and some of it's, some of them at the time were so unbelievably incoherent, just walking around that they actually had a person that was designated to watch said person to make sure that said person only consumed certain types of alcohol. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'll leave it up to you who I'm taught who the who who that person was. I'm not gonna say who it was, but it's one of the guys in the band. All right. Yeah. Well, 
anyway uh, all, all that said, uh, he did a great job, you know, so I, I've yet to see uh, I Hate God with Jimmy Bauer, but, you know, I'm sure it'll happen one day. Uh, their uh, drummer, Eric, dude, remember when he got stabbed? Yes. Oh, man, yes, I, that was, I forgot about that. I was just reading about yeah, in Mexico, it the other day. Yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, down in Mexico. Yep. He used to play in that band Hogjaw, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's where he come from, that band Hogjaw. He's an awesome drummer. I was like, because he stepped in to big shoes. You know what I mean? Like the filling that, sitting on that throne, you know, when after Joey passed away, it was like, not just anybody could sit there, you know? And I know that I wasn't the only person that when they first were playing with him was like, you know, is this guy going to be, how's this guy going to be, you know? But he was, always blows me away though. He's always it's really hard he's fucking you know one of my favorite he, things about the whole experience seeing them was uh actually the fact of like they would just take like two or three minute breaks in between songs and oh just, just banter fucking, they just yeah, talk just, they're not yeah, even yeah. talking to the the audience they're just talking no, they to don't each other yeah yeah they literally the, don't uh, give a shit yeah like the uh, gary, uh like gary mike and and aaron will all just start fucking talking for like three mm-hmm. minutes and brian will just stand there and be like <laughs> like it really made me laugh but i guess that's part of the experience and uh the one of the funniest parts was like he like i guess i don't know if it's like an agreement that vitus has with the bands but it looks like the like the go-to like free drinks are like this bud light it looks like bud light seltzer it was that night and so he's got a couple of them and he like cracks them open and him and Gary, uh, Mike and Gary are drinking them and he's drinking it. And Mike's just like, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably not bad considering some of the things you've put in your body. <laughs> Mike has such amazing quips as well. I have yeah, to say he's, he's pretty his, uh, funny. He's a very funny guy. Uh, the, the first thing he ever said to me was, uh, <laughs> I was like looking at the t-shirts on the on the uh merch table the first time I ever saw them I was like looking down at the merch table and I was looking at all the t-shirts and there was this one and it said had a little sign and it said only one left and it said extra small and uh I was just like you know looking at all the t-shirts and then all of a sudden I just hear a voice say you should get that one I wear extra small and I like looked up and it was him and he was holding a 40 of Budweiser yep. and he was looking, he was looking at me dead in the face and he goes, I'm not joking. I wear, <laughs> I wear a lady small <laughs> or whatever he said, or child small or I, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he is a so tiny, funny. He is a pretty tiny So dude. funny. So funny. The, the band. Yeah. What was it? that band, man? Yeah, dude, they, were, band they were really so tight. amazing. They were really, so really good. tight. So good. And I love I, that Brian I, I, can just I, play. I went to, the, I went to the, the added show. I didn't go to the, the original show, so I didn't go to the sold-out night, but it was still pretty crowded. Oh, I see. So. The last time I saw them was at Vitus. When they did two nights, I was there the first night. I, I think it was before I even made it, like before even. Definitely, most certainly. Uh, that sounds like, I think this was their first time back since then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was there the first night. Uh, there's videos of it on YouTube, actually, because you could see me in the in the front rocking out. Nice. That's the night that that dude got that dude got hit on that 
face with the mic where he hit himself on the bike. I told you about that, right? I had to uh, talk yeah, about it in, in the episode. Like some, yeah, that sounds like something from the early days of Vitus, because I think Vitus was pretty, like, wild back in the day. Well, it was just, like, a lot of pushing. Like, it always is at their shows in particular. There's, like, a lot of pushing around, you know? I did not think it was as... Maybe just because it was the added show and it was like a Wednesday or something, but I didn't think it was as fucking insane as I thought it was going to be. It was like a good, it was a good moshing energy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like not was, like and a... it wasn't. It wasn't super sloppy. There wasn't fucking too many people like throwing their fucking fists around. It was yeah. just bodies slamming into each other. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, but... the whole time there was moshing and movement going on. I I hate those shows where like there's. Where'd you go? What happened? There was just a, there was a, oh. glitch in the, a little glitch in the Matrix. I wish I could have taken a screenshot. Was it like... You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you were like... <laughs> well, I, I, could, I could download the video. Um, Ooh, that was funny. So, and then I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm like talking to a, a like a... a... <laughs> that was funny. Good. I, I was just saying, because I hate those shows where there's like a rowdy song and everyone's moving and then there's like a somewhat rowdy song like two or three or four songs later and there's the one guy that's just like fucking throwing his goddamn fist everywhere Oy. and it's like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I hate yeah. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want policing in social situations, right? Not even that, just like... <laughs> like... Like, I don't want moshing around me. Just give me a little bit of space to just move around a little bit and don't fucking touch me. <laughs> the the Denver show, sleep show, was fucking incredible. Nobody bumped into anybody once. I had everybody kept it like an elbows room apart in that entire place. You saw how big it was, right? It was like mm -hmm. 4,000 people in there. Fucking nobody bumped into me once. There was no moshing that I could tell. And everybody was super well-behaved, and it was awesome. Those are the kind of shows I like nowadays, man. I don't like to get all rowdy and shit. I, want, I don't want people... Don't fucking touch me, all right? Especially if you're all sweaty and gross. I don't want... Well, in my case, <laughs> you know, I like to take pictures of shows, so you got to get kind of close. And at Vitus, it's tough. You got to... You know, because uh, the, the, there's there's no barricade. You are the front line of defense. and that's Yeah, you just got to go to the tall, front. So if you get pushed, you're going to, you know... Potentially break your knees. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's um, what so happened to Duder. He got I pushed from just, the back. I usually just hang out on the in the on the side in the corner where the wall and the stage meet. You know, a couple people behind. So, so yeah, great show. Loved it. Thought it was uh, awesome. Well, that's awesome. I would love would love to see him again. I'm also, sure you will. Also, R.I.P. Vangelis and oh yeah and trevor from black dahlia murder which you know that band was not my thing but uh that dude was very clearly insanely well loved by the heavy metal community you know even as a non-fan it's like pretty hard to not feel sad to see that happen so that that was just a bummer you know to see that and how much it affected people and and everything so r.i.p to both of them there's just been like uh, a lot of uh, good folks. Dude, fucking Fred Ward. Ah. Oh, dude. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't even know what happened to him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's terrible. It's just a yeah. It's just a bummer.
the night vulture. It's, it's the night vulture. Uh, you know what I'm talking about Earl Bassett. From, is that a movie? <laughs> from Corky. It's from Corky Romano. He's in Corky Romano. Oh, I've you know, with never Chris seen that. <laughs> movie. You know the night vulture, bro. The night vulture. Night vulture. Yeah. It's it's uh, you watch it once. You'll laugh. It'll be all right. You don't. You know. You probably won't watch it again. But it's. It's pretty funny. I will definitely. It. I could say this. How about this? Oh, how about this? It's the best Chris Kattan movie. I uh, know. Fucking Monkey Bone is the best Chris Kattan movie. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That movie is so fucking weird. You want to talk about weird? I saw clips of my roommates were watching some movie. This is going to be a horrible anecdote, but like my roommates are watching some movie that I don't know what it's called, but. It was like the uh, lady from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was like kung fu fighting with a oh, guy with yeah, a giant butt movie, plug. Um, everywhere all at once, and she plays like fifty. That's it. Characters. Yeah, I heard it's really and good. Then, uh, you know, this she was fighting with a dude with a giant butt plug hanging out of his ass. What? <laughs> I swear, I'm not even that's kidding. That, that's a, the, that's a thing that happens in that movie. In the movie, yes. It's, I, I, I saw. It, I was cooking that. dinner. I, I was making dinner. Movie. I was making dinner and I was watching my roommates were watching it and I was watching it in the living room TV and there fucking there was a guy who she was kung fu fighting with a dude with a giant but look this thing was big bro it's not in a little butt plug it's like hanging out like this <laughs> all right I'm sold <laughs> I heard it was good but I'm sorry <laughs> you sold me with the butt plugs okay yeah dude oh man I was laughing my ass off. I don't have no idea what was going on, but it was funny. Tell you, but right. I'm definitely gonna watch it. This uh, diary deep dive, we're doing the band Zoroaster. Um, so before we get into talking about them, do you have any prior background with this band? Because I do, and I I think I will save more of the details for that later. Good, because I don't, and I can tell you that forever. I thought they've been around forever, and I've known about them. I always thought that I've been well. Apparently, I've been mispronouncing their name uh, for like twenty years or whatever. Roaster? Yes, that's how I've been yeah, saying me too. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, yo, man, this band's a roaster. Yeah. Um, and the reason, like toaster. Yeah, the 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 their presence was not unknown to me, but I had never checked them out. Other than that, I know they had a split with Acid King. I remember that. That no, I never heard. I only no, listened to. No, 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 no. They didn't have a split. Acid no. King put out an album called Zoroaster. Damn it. <laughs> I'm but terrible. I see how that could be confusing when you play similar types of music and you have sim. Well, I guess they're not really the same imagery, but, you know, when you boil it down. Yes. You know, kind of all within the same genius. Let's put it that way. So that's my, that's my knowledge of the band, other than. Now, since you we were you know going to do this, so I started check. I listened to, I listened to three of their albums. I I, I like this band. <laughs> I think they're pretty cool. This band's fucking fantastic. So I so my background is that I discovered this band like a lot of other heavy bands in college, uh, but not through. But I didn't find out about this band because I went on fucking Wikipedia and like they had an entry this is not a band that you find on wikipedia um i don't think i found this band through the radio station and i'll I'll get to that more in detail but this was definitely like a one of those oh i found 
a very like you know all things considered very small scale band and that has this huge sound and i imagine that there's this perception that people have of you know smaller whatever you want to call them independent we'll call we'll just say independent bands because i feel like indie band has a very specific sound and connotation yeah 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 and by all accounts this band is an indie band and that's just by saying they're an independent they're they seem like more of an independent band you know i don't know if they're i don't believe they're signed to any major labels or anything like that and because they haven't really been active lately but i you know when you if i were to call this band like an indie band people that 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 has the connotation of it having this sort of you know light maybe some like ambient noise sound to it you know sort of like airy college music college music exactly (laughs) but that's obviously not this at all because i put it on and i was like holy shit this band is unreal i've never heard anything like this before and i think also and one of the reasons maybe there's a reason why this out like that their last album clicked with me so much is that uh there's certainly that element of them that harkens back to certainly like the dope smoker approach where it's just like fucking slow plotting fucking riffs like over and over again and i listened to this album their last album well before i actually ever listened to dope smoker like in its entirety so really yeah yeah Wow. I mostly just listened to Holy Mountain. That's amazing. Like, I didn't listen to Dope Smoker until after college. Because to me, it just seemed like I didn't have the time of day to invest in an hour-long fucking song to listen to. You know, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to this, and I got really attached to this music. And then re-listening to it, I'm like, okay, I totally see how there's like that comparison I could totally see someone saying like this is just that you know sleep light. Oh, I don't hear sleep in, in this in in these guys. Maybe a little bit. Maybe yeah, maybe a little bit, but not. I hear three bands. I made a note, mental note of this. I hear three three bands or three types of music, mm-hmm. kind of rolled into this. Well, if you could call it three types of music, because these bands all kind of fucking play the same music. Yeah. It, that doesn't matter. I hear. I mean, for lack of a better term, warhorse. Mm-hmm. old school kind of doomy yeah pl- pl- like pl- do, like war like i hear almost warhorse like riffs but not but in a nice way not in a you know a rip offy way there's that i hear thrash there's definitely the thrash parts that sound like like almost like high on fire mm-hmm. or um burgeoning on that like uh Almost like just like almost slayery kind of parts, like where they go into like yeah. that ticka tacka ticka tacka ticka tacka drum beat, you know, the thrash like <laughs> super thrashy drum beat. And then there's like another part that's like crazy uh, ambient. You know what? Let's go four parts now because there's also another part that I just realized too. There's like that crazy ambient like a uh, keyboard synth noise parts too, where it's just like a kind of noise too. You know what I mean? But then they also have a jam ex- jam aspect to them. Yes, totally. And the jam aspect to them puts them, to me, in a similar place to bands like Lowrider. I think that this band, uh, 
uh, there's parts of this band that uh, occupy a very similar space to as than the the same band as Low Rider. I don't know if that was fucking coherent at all. It just sounded like no, a bunch of gobbledygook. Because Lowrider does like heavy fucking jams. You know what I mean? And they're like, especially on like Refractions on that last album they have. The There's like two songs in my opinion that very could very well be. There'd be a good split with those dude with these dudes, let's say, put it that way. A Lowrider, uh, Zoroaster split would be fucking sick. What I what I definitely hear, I actually think they're a very unique band. I think they do a good job standing out. Oh, they're super unique against it because they have a lot of like doomy shit for sure, but they also have their like the that like Savannah sludge sound, like that Atlanta metal, like you know. Where are they pilot. from? They're from Savannah, Georgia. Oh, or, I'm man, sorry. They're from Atlanta, that. Georgia. I I, ah. I was gonna. I got. I I got brain mixed up because I I think Baroness is from Savannah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But still, like that uh, Georgia sound, you know, like Baroness, Kylesa, that kind of shit. Where it's that. It's kind of hard to to you know squish it into a specific genre because some of it's like really fucking heavy and sludgy but then some of it's got like kind of a proggy aspect to it and some of it's kind of technical and whatnot and this is like a big weird mishmash of that like georgia sludge sound mixed with you know doom and just also fucking really weird experimental shit is that the the synthy shit that i was talking about is that what we call it like nowadays experimental shit. It's also the hidden track at an end of a song that's just, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. So oh, okay. Some inf further information. So they were formed in 2003 in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, at the time, the uh, uh, the lineup consisted of Brett Anderson on bass and vocals, who was also in Order of the Owl. Have you ever listened to them? I've definitely oh, heard I've of heard, them. I've heard of them, sure. too. I've never listened to them. I've for I sure like heard I've of them. I've listened to them a while ago and I would need to, but I've definitely heard that name brought up on this podcast before. John, I feel like maybe John mentioned it when we were talking, okay. but I don't know. I yeah, don't yeah. Will Fiore on guitar and vocals and Will is now a member of Royal Thunder. And ah. he also played in a band called Subrig Destroyer with Brent. And we'll come back to that. Uh, and then on drums was a guy named Rob Fiore, who I can only assume is Will's brother. Uh -huh. At some point, uh, Travis Owen from Weed Eater played bass in the band, as well as somebody named JS, and I have no idea who that is. Uh, the most current lineup of the band uh, consisted of Will, again, uh, Dan Scanlon on drums, who also played in this, that band, Subring Destroyer, which I'm going to have to check out now, and Mike Morris on bass, and vocals and he was in a band called skull of monthu which i've i've never heard of i, I assume that's just a very small local band and uh, i don't know i'm interested to check out where all of these guys like you know came from you know because uh usually it always winds up being something interesting leading to something cool and further yeah down the road for for them um and the origins of the band is that it actually <coughs> spawned out of the ashes of a previous band called terminal doom explosion and we'll be coming <laughs> to that name 
down the road and they released a 2005 demo on battle command records that eventually turned into their self-titled release that came out in 2006 so uh did you listen to this one uh what's the name of this one the self-titled one i listened to matador i listened to voice of saturn and i listened to and one that's like uh, uh today magic? it it's like a looks like a tattoo on the cover the dog magic yeah dog it's like a dog tattoo it looks like it looks okay. like an old school yeah. american tattoo kind of on the cover and it's like a like a sailor's tattoo like a dog and a rose it reminds me of like tattoo flesh i don't even know if it is but it just reminds yeah. me of that it's a cool logo all right, so there, I'll just run through the first album uh, quick then. So the, it's a self-titled 2006, uh, very rooted in the fuzzy distortion of Doom and Stoner. You know, like I said, I think pretty clear that Sleep had at least a passive influence on this band. There's definitely some similar sounding riffs. Um, even in this era, uh, they're probably still kind of finding their sound. I still thought this was a fucking really good debut. Uh, for instance, their second song, Bullwhip, there's this like little bit of pep in it that I didn't think that you know some of the like doom and the foundational stoner bands had as much you know they had a groove but not necessarily like pep if that makes any sense and I think maybe that oh yeah like yeah. you were talking about that Slayer aspect that's probably what that is you know they just throw in those yeah there's like thrash yeah thrashy definitely not like the speedier thrash you know what I mean. Like, you know what it Slayer, is? The Slayer There's like the, it, okay, all right, I got it. All right, not not Slayer Thrash, Celtic Frost Thrash. Okay, yeah. They're Celtic Frost riffs. That's what it is. Whatever it is, uh, it helped them make sound. It helped to make them sound massive in 2006, and I just think they would get bigger from that. I think one observation too to make here is that you know Sludge obviously plays a big role. You know as much role as stone or doom to the sound, but it doesn't have that grime and roll that I hate God has. I think that's a good name for them. Like grime and roll because it's grimy, but you kind of want to like, you know, some of their songs have yeah. like that fucking Southern groove to them. Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely. This, this, oh, yeah. this does not have that, you know, like the Nola sound is no. there, but it doesn't have that chaotic presence like that music does. Uh, this band is coming up a few years after Kylesa, uh, another, you know, as I said, another Georgia band popped onto the scene and was on their third release. Uh, Baroness uh, would release, uh, you know, Red uh, just after this. So uh, I, you know, this album uh, is noticeably a bit more aggressive and harsher with the gutter. It has like almost guttural death metal vocals and kind of reminded me of the dude from Coffins a little bit at times which you know. some of some of the stuff that those vocals even pop up throughout most of their stuff that i've known at least the three albums that i've heard too have it Definitely. too but then there's also like there's also like another vocals that's also kind of harsh and then there's another like singing yeah. i don't know if it's the same dude doing everything but there's like that some really singing going on yeah yeah and then like there's like also singing. Yeah, and then there's like also other singing going around in the background of the songs. Like, like they'll be the dude will be like uh, doing the death metal vocals, and then the other person will be singing the same lyrics, but in kind of a 
more cleaner tone that you can hear but it's but it's way back in the mix it's almost like that the, there's somebody you know there's like a bass player singing i don't know if they just multi-track the vocals or whatever for the albums and stuff maybe they work really hard in the studio and just like you know lay down a bunch of tracks doing all kinds of layering and stuff but it'd be cool if they'd like do it live with like the bass player and the drummer singing it'd be cool if everybody sung. I, yeah. I like bands that were like everybody sings. It's cool. Yeah, dude. I'll bet you live. I've these guys seen, are no, fucking badass. I've never seen them live. I want them to play live again so I can see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool, man. They're, they're. I hope they jam out like even more live, like than on the record. You know what I mean? I hope they extend those parts even more. Those like fucking badass parts. These dudes do not write short songs <laughs> nope poor me it's not you it's me the uh i'm there with the sun takes the sun's taking it out of me today i don't mind long so i'm a deadhead bro so you know yeah and i love dope smokers so i i, I fucking <laughs> i don't care bring it on i didn't know this band had like such a rich kind of history i assume some people playing it but it is it still the same three dudes playing no, it's, are they no, like no, it? No, no, no. I changed up. Uh, they changed up lineups. Oh, the only person that's been there since the beginning is Will. He's the bass player. He's the guitar player. That's it. The guitar in, player in Royal Thunder. Oh, okay. Uh, then they put out a little, uh, like a little, I don't know, like EP. I guess it's called Terminal Doom Records Volume One, and that's their own label, I believe. Uh. I've got an article here from creativeloafing.com from 2008 for some background on this, but this little album is a sequel of sorts to the debut. It's just basically extensions of this, of the songs, Mons, Venus, and uh, Bullwhip, but I'll just read from this article here. This was published on April 2nd, 2008 at 12.04 in the morning uh, by Chad Redford. And Terminal Doom Records, they started it in the fall of 2007. And uh, Will says that me and Dan Scanlon bankrolled the band. Why spend all the, that money and energy on everything and then just hand a finished record off to someone else? Why not see it all the way through? So they just want it. They were like, fuck it, we may as well just do it ourselves. That's, that's basically it. But I, this, you know, the, this article kind of details that it's, you know, they're very much a an independent band and they're working on a very like small scale because um, he says uh, overseeing other bands affairs in addition to Zoroaster is daunting but it's a labor of love that Fury doesn't like tackling I could spend my money and energy figuring this stuff out or I could get be getting drunk at a bar I'm looking forward to putting my time and money into this so yeah he's like a you know independent music guy just wanted to do a thing and set up a label and help out like I mean fucking so many people have done that so uh could this band be uh, called a side project of Royal Thunder? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's a side they project. They were around before. They were right? around... Like, uh, I don't know. Let's see when uh, Royal Thunder popped. I think Royal Thunder's from fucking Atlanta, too. Yep, they're from Atlanta, Georgia. That's totally how he got involved. So, uh, no... Uh, oh, wow. Royal Thunder is an American rock band from Atlanta, Georgia, founded in 2004. So like right around the same time this uh, it was 2003 you said yeah, was their yeah, first so demo just a year before royal Thunder. year prior huh 
Where? Oh, according to uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, Will is no longer in Royal Thunder. Uh, he departed, oh. in, uh, and they are now a trio again. So, don't know what happened. Maybe. Well, maybe he'll start Zoroaster again. That'd be sick. That would be very fucking cool. Uh, then in 2007, they released Dog Magic. Uh, they signed to Southern Lord to release this one. And on this one, and this is where I, I agree with you, I immediately feel like you hear more hardcore and thrash influence. And then it turns into this like fucked up, distorted, psychedelic, doomy breakdown. And I totally hear that. I love the drums on the book. And also the solo at the end is more <laughs> like a prolonged screech. Like, that's the thing, too, I like about them is that they don't really do typical guitar solos. A lot of what the guitar solos are, are like very long, echoey, noodly. I don't know. Like, there's it's not a lot of like, it's not that kind of shit. No, there's none of that. It's all like, uh, it's, it's all like, yeah, it's noodling. Yeah. <laughs> but not bubbly, folks. Not to be confused with bubbly. It's two different things. Right. And that song Brazen Bull uh, opens with, to me, sounds like a perfectly distorted riff. And it's got this like tribal drum attack, just building to like a super heavy fucking breakdown. And I love all the breakdowns on this album. It's really good. And there's also some surprise saxophone at the end of Tualatin or however you say that. So they're getting a little bit more experimental now. And I, I like that, you know. I've heard uh, sax and keys on these albums I've been listening to. Uh, I can't tell you the names of the songs or which ones have them, but definitely, I've definitely heard a saxophone and a keys. Uh, keys more so. I hear keys in a lot of songs. Uh, and synthesizers. A lot of, like, not so much key. You know what I mean? There's not like a, not like a dude playing fucking piano. Even though one song actually is, it actually there is a dude playing piano, but it's more like a synthesizer-y kind of playing the piano, playing. Uh, I don't know how to describe, it, but it's other than it's really good. The uh, one of the things I really like is there's like those extended uh, parts where it's just the bass, the distorted bass, like playing, and the dude just jamming out. You know, there's like, I don't know if they do. They do it on a couple of these. They did it on that last one. I, I just love a good distorted bass sound. And this mm -hmm. band has that. They do a lot to make it sound like there's 10 people playing on this record. And there's yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that about, I love the power trio. You know? And, mm. like, you know, there's like the obvious ones you can go to, but. You know, I think, like, talked about Blind Idiot God a while ago with my friend Jeremy. You ever listen to them? Not yet. Oh, dude, they're so good. They're fucking amazing. Um, so this band's a three-piece? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's only been, like, three people in the band at, at a time, I think. Well, it sounds like there's fucking 100 right. people playing all those fucking songs. Are you serious? Yeah, it, it's wow. crazy how mammoth this band sounds. What if they can they pull it off live like that? Do they? 
Oh, I did mean, he do Bob it? Bob and fucking Sleep can do it. Well, yeah, do it. that's true. Yeah, you heard about that. Yeah, uh, sounds like there's a fucking orchestra playing with them. Yeah. That leads to Voice of Saturn, which came out in 2009, and they released this on their own label, Terminal Doom. And man, this album is so wonderfully weird and just off the beaten path. I really, really liked it. I just listened to it. Like I turn, I had to turn it off to talk to you. Uh, it was my second listen to. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like a uh, fucking awesome. This album was definitely way like probably their most experimental album. There's a lot of different sounds on this record, which is why I was so impressed by it because I, th- to me, this is a band that really just said, we do not give a fuck about trying to be a mainstream or a more approachable band. And obviously they have their songs that they probably break out for live shows that are like, you know, that they can functionally do in a live setting. But I really yeah. respect yeah. the fact that they just fucking took a wicked chance with this album Probably didn't expect massive returns on it, but like, fuck, I thought it was super good. Like, really, really impressive with how how much of a variety of sound I had. So, like, just for example, like the song "Spirit Molecule," it opens up like you know any good sludge song, but then it transforms into like almost this shoegazy, spiritualized sounding song. It's got like this weird melon, like, well, not weird, but it's got a melancholic tone to it with like that little bit of bounce that Britpop bands have, you know, how like even like if you've ever listened to that, not like the really, and I I don't mean like fucking Oasis, but I mean like, is it Suede? Is that the one? It's a band. I know what you mean though. That, uh, Pulp. There's like, oh, Suede and Pulp and like Blur. But I guess like oh, okay. you know, I guess like spiritualized in there to some degree too, um, certainly. But yeah, it's it's definitely just got like this weird like upbeat melancholic aspect to it, and I just was like, you mean wow. the band spiritualized? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, not to go a little off topic, but I, is that a band I should check out? Oh, one thousand percent, dude. They're awesome. I'm so surprised that you told me that there's only three dudes in the band. I'm still kind of shocked that this album sounds like there's like, you know, a whole bunch of, that's like saying, well, you know what? If I, if somebody played me, uh, Advantic songs and then was like, Oh, is a two piece band. (laughs) I tell him you're full of shit, you know? So yeah, I guess it's in that same way. White dwarf, that song fucking whips and the song voice of Saturn that's just like a total experimentation in reverb and noise. And I'm fucking here for it. That song was amazing. It was playing and I like looked up. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like while I was tying the fly, <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck is that? What? I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, I'm listening to, <laughs> you know, it's like that. They were like, if a planet could talk, what would it sound like? And <laughs> I think we know. It was like some, part where there's like a really like high like almost like a sufi singer like a high pitch like like a sky like a sounds like one of those dudes that like you know what i'm talking about like i can't i can't do it but it's yeah i know what you mean yeah but like 
kind of counter to that on the song uh Lo- i think it's lament of the master Therion features this more like throat singing approach that would show up more on their last album uh this song okay. also fucking rules let's read about master Therion. <laughs> <laughs> Therion, or Thelema, is a deity found in the mystical system of Thelema, which was established in 1904 with Aleister Crowley's writing of The Book of the Law. Therion's female counterpart counterpart is Babylon, another Thelemic deity. Therion, as a Thelemic personage, evolved from that of the Beast from the Book of Revelation, whom Crowley identified himself with since childhood because his mother called him that name. Indeed, throughout his life, he occasionally referred to himself as Master Therion, or sometimes the Beast 666. So, uh, the word Therion is mentioned in several Thelemic rituals, such as the Star Ruby, and in total there are five mentions of the Beast in Liber al Vel Legis, the first being in 115, and the remaining four are all in the third chapter, verses 14, 22, 34, and 47, respectively. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, but, it's like some uh, Aleister Crowley fucking yeah, heroin like, magic bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like some fucking really weird esoteric occult stuff. I don't know, but that song is fucking amazing. Um, yeah. And then on the outro, they do this thing where it's really long, but there's like four or five minutes of silence after a very delicate like actual outro and then all of a sudden this just tribal beat kicks in out of nowhere it's like drums right yeah it's like psychedelic acid jazz music yeah like drums come in like yeah 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 Yeah, it's just badass (laughs) it was yeah i remember the first time i heard it i was like surprised like it shocked me and uh i'm assuming they were just fucking around one day and recorded and said fuck it let's just put it at the end i yeah i this that does not exist anymore. That I that whole concept of like having oh this last yeah. song is twelve minutes, but it's really the song is only four minutes, and then there's a bunch of silence, and then there's like another song hidden at the like end Elephant it. Riders. Yeah, Elephant Riders yeah. CD. Yeah, exactly. You can't do Elf that Riders anymore CD. because nobody thought it, about like I think I don't I I can't imagine it's this, but it, I I didn't realize until someone showed me where it's like, oh. <laughs> Do you know what that little line is? That circle? It's like, what is that? That's the amount of data that's on the CD. And, the you know, so if it's not out very far, it means that the album's not very long. But if it's, like, all the way out to the edge, it's pretty fucking long. And I was like, wow. And at the time, I remember just, like, that blew my mind. Shit like that, when I did it, uh, you know, it was an Easter egg. It was something fun. You know, it was not really... It could be gimmicky at times, um, especially when people like people did it a lot, or you know, it just became like a thing to do. But now, because of just how much the landscape of music and the, for lack of a better phrase, music industry has changed, now it's just like everyone's got a different thing every day, and you're fucking paying money for all of them. You know what I mean? Uh, we oh we're releasing this one in 3D. We're the, this one's a yeah. you know, 15 color vinyl or some shit, you know. And yeah. you're shelling out a lot of money for it. And some of this, <clears throat> some of the shit is worth it. Absolutely, I have dropped some dime on some pretty uh, 
wild, weird shit. But, you know, it's it's more just like, oh, how fucking weird and strange and odd and off-kilter can we make it? And I, I still kind of miss those days of, you know, you found, like, just this random little thing and you never knew it was there. I do. But I, like uh, I, I said before, Elephant Riders, Elephant Riders was cool. They had three different hidden tracks, depending on what like CD you got, had different ones on it. So like somebody that you knew had a different one. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was three different songs. It's like Pokemon. Extra bonus. Oh, no. Yeah. So I do know what you mean. Wrap this up with 2010's Matador. Uh, this was released on E1. For anybody that doesn't know, I found out recently that E1, I didn't even realize this, uh, turned into Monarch or MNRK, that uh, label or whatever that is. That's um, the one that put out Pike? Yeah, High on Fire, Pike versus the Automaton, Gate Creeper. Really? They put out all those shit? Yeah, yeah, they got a lot Crowbar of Crowbar too? Yeah. So this album... It has they a have... Brian Mercer album cover. It is Brian Mercer, right, Matador? Yep. yep. It, I, I fucking knew it. I, I fucking knew it when I saw it. I was like, that's fucking Mercer. But I didn't know for a fact. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I did. Like, I knew. I yeah. fucking knew it. Wow, cool. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. So... I maybe ask him about that. I, oh, I did. In the episode, I, I told him this this story, and uh, we talked about the band for a little bit. Um, I believe he actually said it was it didn't actually wind up being that great of an experience. And now that I, because he said he he didn't really go through the band for it. He I think he went through the label. And oh, I see. Said it was kind of annoying for that reason. I found this CD in the free giveaway bin in the radio station office at college. And I took it solely really? because of the album cover, put it on, and said, this album is fucking incredible. And today, to this day, one of my favorite albums ever, and definitely helped me, like, lean in the direction of things that are fucking, like, slow and heavy. This album, I thought, sonically, has a pretty big departure from the previous album. It's got a very consistent tone throughout it, but I like it a lot. I agree. Yes. It's got more of a straightforward sound, straight up dose, I would say, of what they have to offer. It's a uh, it's more raw. This is probably my favorite one that I've heard so far. It's the first one I heard. Yep. It's the first one I listened to. Actually, I remember you saying this story now that you told it. I think I remember hearing about this, but yeah, it's a pretty cool way to find something. I know, isn't it? Like you don't you don't do that these days anymore. Oh, never. But Shit I like love that never like the trumpeting guitar in this, and it just like it squeals and it soars over the rest of the music. It sounds so cool. It doesn't have a lot of the experimental stuff from the last two albums, and it really has this like focused psychedelic sludge sound to it. Just like working more on building an atmosphere than singing about like driving in the desert. And I I made a note here that said, this album takes up space. It feels like it's just fills every corner of a room. That is a good way to describe it. I love it. 
Odyssey and Detrident is fucking amazing. They're both total rippers. The soloing sounds a lot more kind of classic metal, but it sounds brilliant through whatever, you know, like I said, filters they're putting them through, uh, whatever pedals. And uh, the song Old World is like top tier for me. I used to play this song on repeat. Just makes me think of Primordial Earth or some shit like that. Like, tell me you can't imagine the song set to some like fucking dinosaurs doing whatever dinosaurs did back in the day. <laughs> that's just like, oh man, the song is so cool. It's one of the coolest songs that's ever been made. The riff jams. There needs to be more like riff jam bands. You know, that's what we need more of. There's only like a couple that I can think of that like, you know. Elder was kind of one when they started out, yeah. but then they, they evolved into something completely. It's kind of a bummer that like this whole kind of sound has like really gone away. Like I feel like there's no bands that do this kind of like, you know, Southern Sludge kind of stuff. And I don't and again, not the Nola Sludge, but like that part of the country. Like I just I feel like there's not a lot of bands that do this. Not that I want to hear like just rehashes, but like I I just don't feel like I hear that many bands that do shit like this. You know, the 2020 2000 2010 gave us a lot of really weird interesting music that you know some of it has really stuck through the genre over the years and i just feel like this like those bands have just kind of either they've gone away or they've changed their sound over the years you know i agree i concur as of today i don't know what the status of this band is uh i asked will about it once after a royal thunder show and told him how much i love the matador record and he said they were you know he's still in touch with his bandmates they might do something again so oh really fucking you know that but that was uh, five years ago probably so who knows Uh, maybe they have music in the can though that'd be cool be really cool do you have any Closing thoughts on the band Zoroaster, other than they fucking rule. I'm a new fan. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm a new fan. I uh, I want Matador on vinyl. Yeah, I want to hear. I'm gonna, that's going to be the next one I listen to again. Because I listened to the Saturn one twice now. And that Dog album and then that one. And I think Matador is my favorite one out of all of them. I want to listen to it again. I, I just like that's that they really have good. an original, an original sand, and, uh... sound, you know? It's 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 something familiar, but it's a nice, different spin on it, you know. And it's surprisingly, what Run they do isn't like crazy retail. out of the realm, but it's just <laughs> it's almost surprising me to me that more people haven't been playing like that or haven't done stuff like that, you know. But yeah, it's good, kind of good that it's only a couple bands. Just, yeah, I, I think they would probably really get some decent press if they came back. You know, even just for like a few shows or something like that. I would love to see a show with them, in Lowrider, or a split even with them, in Lowrider. That'd be I think cool. It would be a really great compliment to each other. Yeah. So, uh, highly recommend Zoroaster. Great band, uh, especially. I think a good band to check out if maybe you're feeling a little bit jaded on, you know, Doom and Stoner. I feel like it could give you a nice little. It's like a breath of fresh air because it's probably a band that doesn't get a ton of spins. They boast a sound that I feel like is not super prevalent right now. I'm sure there's bands out there doing it, but it's definitely not like the most popular of the Stoner Doom associated sounds. 
And I think it's a band that can appeal to people who like some of that more mainstream stuff that you might see on like, you know, Heavy Psych or Ripple music. Yeah, Ripple or something like that. Or, you know, and then like how a lot of like the, yeah, Heavy Psych, uh, like, you know, some of the more um, underground stuff tends to be a bit more harsher, sludgier stuff. So it's kind of like a nice middle ground. Um, Yeah, this band is uh, fucking great. I love them. So Uh, I I think metalheads would like, it's a good way for metalheads to get into the the stoner and doom stuff too, because the vocals are kind of. I mean, that's why I maybe. Yeah, and especially on Matador, like I think definitely the first three albums are a little bit more harsh and weird, and but Matador has like such a nice consistent sound, and it's not too harsh that people who might be you know trying to like listen to something heavier, you know, because they spent their fucking high school years listening to Guns and Roses and Alice in Chains and you know <laughs> shit like that. There's nothing wrong with that stuff, but you know, you want to see kind of like some of the heavier side of things. This is a good band, I think, for that too. Like, because I agree, especially with Matador, it's uh, the vocals are deep but not aggressive, and it's uh, very at times pleasant and relaxing, uh, atmospheric guitar. It's just uh, it's really cool. I just remember thinking and saying, like, this is the coolest thing. I actually walked into my radio station for a meeting and I remember like, guys, do you remember I found that CD of that band <laughs> Zoroaster? And I was like, and they're all like, uh, yeah, I'm like, it's like one of the most fucking amazing things I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Like I was so excited <laughs> about it. That's awesome. That is awesome. That doesn't yeah, happen the, uh... that often anymore. You know? No, it, yeah. Lately it never happens anymore. Because there's just so oh, much music. It's like uh, the whole, uh, yeah, that that whole thing kind of thing is lost now. You know, that that doesn't happen uh, really anymore. You know, because of the way that music is presented now. You know, yeah. In the digital, in the digital world. There's a, a quick question. Like when a band is, you know, oh, there's a new band's got a new album coming out. And I don't know, maybe I, uh, man, I don't know. I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but like, I don't listen to the singles that often because I am like, a I like to listen to the album all the way through. And to me, okay. like singles is sort of like a movie trailer, but I, I don't know. I guess it's not, I don't know. Like I usually just don't check them out. Um, Cause I like to just be surprised and interested and, you know, maybe, maybe that's not the best way to go about things, but I, uh, I, do, I do half and half. I sometimes do, and then I sometimes like let them go, and then just listen to the album. Weirdly enough, I like I listened to the new Clutch single the other day, but I only listened to it once. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it again, and it's so weird for me to not be all about Clutch. I don't know, man. I, I it's not that I, I I like the song. It sounded good, you know. It's a uh, it didn't have that same like they're not punch, pop, they're not you know? they have not been hitting the spot for me lately the last album and 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 now this new oh man i don't know i still love them to death but it's well, just strange I... not being uh uh uber excited about everything that they've done you know what i mean well i i think part of it is probably you know bands a band like clutch um, unlike Zoroaster is at, at this point, you know, and I, and I say this 
with as much respect as I can offer is, you know, they're kind of like, they've sort of entered that legacy band phase of their careers. Cause I mean, they've been around for a long time now, like a long fucking yeah. time. You know, they were yeah. even a, a band that I was not familiar with or listened to in college. And by familiar with, I mean the music, but I remember hearing the name get thrown around like once or twice. And that's probably how I had like sort of a cursory knowledge of them before I went into when I got into college, because that was okay. when I started checking them out more. And at that point, like was so it was like, when did Earth Rocker come out? 2000 and uh, <laughs> uh, it came out in 2013. So it yeah, came out the year that I it came out the year I graduated college. And, you know, I probably if anyone has listened to this podcast, I've probably told the clutch story, seeing them do their thing at a little studio in Jersey. And it was cool as fuck. And uh, it was like a big fucking deal that a new clutch record was coming out. And then I remember. Yeah, it was great. Psychic Warfare came out and like that album was pretty damn good. Too. Yeah, great too. It was great as well. So I remember uh, like it was that period, you know, that was still kind of a hot period for a lot of that stuff. Well, they were on that. They were hot like that for me for 20 years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a long fucking time. Uh, I seen them a shitload of time and me too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I, I don't, I pass up their shows now and shit. Like they play in St. Paul and they play and, and shit and I don't even go see them. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Oh, because you've because you've seen them fucking like twenty five times, and it's yeah. it's okay. Well, you know, it's like times that by t- at least three, <laughs> like seventy five, <laughs> eighty five times. Yeah. And you know, uh, kind of the same way. I don't. I didn't. I didn't go see Clutch, and I think they rolled through. You know, New Jersey or you know New York within the last year or so. You know, once things kind of opened up again. It's the first time I haven't gone. I, you know, I even kind of counted the the live streams as like, well, this is my clutch show for the year. Like, I'll count oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. fucking count them. Uh, yeah. I didn't go, so this kind of like broke the streak. You know, I've just I've been seeing them minimum once a year, and it's like that thing you do every year because they're yeah. that they're yep. that band. You know, you yep. go see them. And you navigate around the fucking obnoxious fans that are there because there's gonna, they're going to be there. And yep. you probably talk to at least one or two, like, decent people. You might be there with friends. You might know some other people at the show. Uh, and they break out. And you're fucking excited for every goddamn song they do. Yeah, Like, no argument you're just fucking amped yeah. like whatever it is and then they break out the one song that they haven't played yeah, yeah. people go fucking crazy have, have you seen the set list For, lately though know, that they've been playing i yeah because they post them they're pretty fire bro Instagram. they're pretty fucking yeah. fire they're all yeah, over they're, the place they're not doing like typical sets they're not doing, they have like, not played same. electric worry yeah at all yes <laughs> they stopped playing it and the whole the, the the it looks like the live show is tripled in badassness. I'm not gonna lie, they started playing all kinds of shit. And that's the thing about them too is that they also have such a like vast discography to pull songs from. Like mm-hmm. they can just do so many fucking songs. There's just and they're the kind endless. of band that that will practice that can practice the song like in 
Well, because none check, of them are. You know what I mean? Like, and then go out that night and rip it. You there's know, like certainly the a number that are complex, but generally speaking, I feel like they all keep things like within like a, a, a similar vein just so they can be like, all right, I don't have to adjust my playing that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. You're so good, man. I don't know. I, I'm, it's that not going to the show is probably just me being an idiot. They're probably amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, right. But, uh, but to kind of your point about that though, is like, you know, they've just gotten to the point where like, you know, they are now like a legacy band, you know, they've kind of left their touch and they're touring on what they've done and they're kind of just making, they're probably, you know, to a degree, they're like, I still thought the last album compared to like even some other out, like a lot, I was like, this is at least still more interesting than <laughs> a vast amount of albums that come out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, it's from still other like bands? More, oh hell yeah. It's still more you know what? fun to listen to. And the songs the are good the... live. Yeah. Come on, man, too. though. That Crab Cake song is fucking amazing. Yeah, that shit's badass. <laughs> that That's shit not one of the great. songs. The, the song that, that rubbed me the wrong way is is and it's funny because actually it's only really one song on the record and that's what it is is that like i've never had a clutch song do that to me before i've never heard a song from them that i didn't like now they have a song i don't like <laughs> and it's weird it's that song weird times uh, you know that song it's I so mean, dumb yeah. it's so fucking dumb it's on uh it's on the fucking uh Bad decisions album. It's so stupid. But the rest of the album's great though. Now I'm looking at it. You know, what I mean? you got that Sabbath song on there, and they've been playing Lord of This World live. How does this song go? Is it like weird times? Yeah, weird. Times. <laughs> it's just... it like it like is fucking in his Neil fucking voice. So weird times. It's a. Uh, I don't even know. I can't even tell you. It's got this cadence to it that I just don't like, and the it seems like filler. To me, it seems like a filler song, and it for some reason it's on the album, and I don't know, man. I, I just I know Lakey, Wait. but anyway. Wait, Tim's real name is Richard. That's funny. Tim Salt. Yeah, according to uh. Really. According to uh, Google songwriters, Dan Mains, okay, Jean Paul Gaster, okay, knew that. Yeah. JP, but still, that's his name. Neil Fallon, yeah. of course. Richard Salt. I'm like, oh. Huh. Maybe Tim is his middle name. Maybe Timothy is his middle Maybe. name. Maybe. He goes by that. I, I like to imagine that he just fucking hates the name Richard. And so he's like, just call me Tim. They're like, why yeah. is that? He's like, I don't know. It's short, <laughs> and I just like it better than Richard. Jack Flanagan actually tried to help me get into a show that, a clutch show one time. At this shithole bar called the what's called the Seagull, it was called like the Bay, the Bay. It was out and down the shore. It was in a Jersey Shore band uh, venue, and uh, I'm sure the, it was wonderful. Ugh, the fucking door, the cop at the door. It was an all ages show, but oh, I didn't have God, my. I forgot my. I forgot my Jersey my Shore cop. Yeah. I forgot my ID, and he would not let me in, even though it was an all-ages show. What a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it was really fucking some bullshit. But I was, like, pouting off to the side, and literally Jack Flanagan, like, I hear, like, you know, what's up, little guy? You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> From the movie, hey, you know, I, like, look up. Yeah, like, look up. And I'm like, <laughs> 
And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, meet me back here in a little bit. I'll do that. I met him back there. And uh, he was like, oh, uh, and he had Neil with him too. And Neil, he like explained the situation. To Neil, Neil's like, ah, oh. you know, he's like, there's nothing we can do. He's like, well, we can put them on the get. They were like scheming like with me. They were like, we could put you on the guest list, but they're still going to want ID, you know? And I was like, okay. I actually couldn't get into the show. I had to wow. That's yeah. yeah, that was, they, it was them, Candiria, and 60 Watt Shaman was playing too. 60 Watt Shaman is a great band. Candiria, that's. Yeah, Candiria. That's really yeah, that, weird. Like, math, math rock. Math, uh, hardcore band. Yeah, like, uh, uh, they're like uh from Brooklyn. I would say, yeah, yeah, from New York. They're uh, they almost had a rap. Yeah, John Lamont. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff though, like super good. Like uh, it was kind of like VOD. It reminded me of like v- Vision of Disorder, but meets like uh, some hip hop shit. Yeah, it looks like it's just like a weirdo fucking fast metal like that kind of stuff, you know, like that animals as leaders kind of shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, early, like a uh, early influence on, uh, it was like the stuff that, uh, Dillinger took to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they heard that shit. They were like, wow, we could make this shit sound like even crazy. Well, <clears throat> I think that's a, a great way to some experience, some further good music. So I'm just gonna, just gonna get this queued up here for you. I think I think you're in for a bit of a treat here. What are you gonna play me some? Oh yeah, I got I got something for you. Oh, well, okay. I'm excited. Is it Bavarian milking songs? Nope. Oh, are you familiar with the band Skillet? Nope. Well, never heard of. Them. Ripping sure. me off. <laughs> All right. Well, with lyrics, if you don't know anything about them, they are a uh, Christian metal band slash rock band. Oh. Use those terms lightly. And they are led by a guy named John Cooper, who is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And they started out as basically like a like Nine Inch Nails sort of ripoff band. And then they turned into like a Lincoln Park ripoff band. Then they just kind of became that like cookie cutter, you know, early 2000s heavy metal. Because they've been around since the 90s, actually. Okay. Uh, and then like what, just... like, like, like head PE or some shit? Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's just all like, they're just like, you know, it's all amped up yelling all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like, you know, Ugh. yeah. So. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> This is uh, another rousing edition of Finding Jesus with Skillet. So let's see if we can find Jesus in ripping me off. This song is from the album Alien Youth. And uh, I was going to do this with somebody else and took a quick listen. And then when that fell through, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to play this for August because it's probably going to be terrible. All right, well, let's let me be the judge of that. Let's All right. roll tape. Here, here we go. What is going on? Uh, that is a 
terrible album. Yeah, this is not good. I don't like this, and it's hurting my ears. It's a fake ass, fake ass guitar sound. Guitar sounds like it's a keyboard. Coming this summer, Halo 3. Oh. This is kind of heavy. If I was Jesus, I'd be well upset with this dude. Really, the nine-inch nails. Like, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like. Um, I know it sounds exactly like nine-inch nine-inch nails you get at the dollar store. Yeah. Go where? Yeah, I don't. What in the fuck is this? Quality of the music is not good. No. I don't know how to. I don't know how else to put this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this just sounds like Broken Era Nine Inch Nails. Like that EP he put out. That had like, uh, Wish and, uh... uh I actually really like that. It, yeah, I me really too. Like I love that, that album. <laughs> I do not like this. <laughs> These are what people say when they buy this fucking dude's CD. <laughs> this just sounds like video game. The guitar sounds like a It's like a. It sounds like a, a keyboard. It's like a guitar that's a, that's coming out of a keyboard. It you know like what I mean? Broken air conditioning. You Yeah, this is never something I would ever listen to. It sounds like something that, like, in a video game or something like that, or, like, something I wouldn't... Again, I always say this, but just the repetition of the fucking lyrics. And, like, what are these noises? Yeah, there's, like, weird... Like, the... Like, they don't make any sense. They're not placed strategically or anything. <laughs> I imagine they only recorded like parts of this and they just like dropped it they in. They just do one verse. Yeah, yeah do one verse and then just keep dropping it in. This must be so lame to see in concert and they yet they play a lot. Really? Yeah. Like uh they they I don't ever want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> fucking me neither. I don't ever want to be there. That's not the kind Ooh. of stuff I listen to. I tell you, that was like uh, a chore for me to not to like listen to. <laughs> that is, ill. yeah, and I and... feel like kind of ill. <laughs> yeah, that Ooh. that was pretty fucking bad. I gotta say, because uh, I... normally I just turn shitty music off when I hear. It. I couldn't turn that off. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of the point. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Not good. That was very bad. That was. And you just sprung that on me too. You just sprung that on. You didn't. You didn't warn I, me about that. All right. 
that's what I do, man. I can't, I can't yeah. let people know about this. Um, yeah. you, you, that's it's best to go into it blind because if you saw it, you would run away. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I would. Because you know, honestly, me, I was about to say something before you. I was like, maybe we. Like, let me just read you these lyrics. Like, this makes me just, and not even from like, and you know, I don't know and, all the lyrics to the song I, because I'm I'm reading them on Google. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying uh, I already know them. Oh yeah, right. I, like, it's, it's go, go, there's go. only two lines. <laughs> <laughs> You're ripping me off. You're, You're ripping me off. You're ripping me off. Something about your vanity. They say God doesn't even exist. We made him up just to numb our pain. I mean, okay. It's like, if you want to get like fucking really intrinsic about it, sure. And then they can't believe in a loving God who doesn't believe in an atheist. Like, oh man, how fucking poetic this guy is. Look, man, I, um, if I was Jesus, I'd be well upset at this dude for bringing my name into it. Me too. Honestly, very, very. I don't upset. even. I'm not to. Yeah. Like okay, so um, how uh, like I don't know. Out of like five, like how would you, like where would you put this? Zero, point five. Negative four. <laughs> That's amazing. I am never in my life gonna listen to this band. Ever again. <laughs> Until you come back on this uh, podcast. Yo, you spring this shit on me again. All right. <laughs> and we might be having words. Okay. okay. Holy macaroni. I'll find a di- I'll find a different bad band. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. and and look, here here's the thing about it too, is like I understand that uh there's a lot of stuff that in the Doom Stoner Doom world that sounds very similar. And, and also just in heavy metal in general. I, I am totally aware of that. And, you know, sometimes it does, yes, it does just get a bit fucking cookie cutter. But I still think there's something to be said about people who can, like, you know, structure a song with instruments and have some degree of appreciation for, you know, like, analog equipment and, like, doing things a little bit, you know, rough around the edges. As opposed to this, which is very clearly just chopped together in and you know in a in a very like I, I would imagine at the time like you know digital forward uh manner like to the point where like if you really boiled it down this song is probably only about like what a minute 30 if you cut out all the extra just repeated verses yeah because it's all like repeat what what year did this bullshit come out <laughs> um let me check that uh this album came out in <clears throat> Excuse oh, that's me. a good year. <laughs> uh, this album came out August twenty eighth, two thousand and one. It was. How recorded... dare you associate my name? How dare you associate my name with this bullshit? <laughs> but it was recorded in March and April of the same year. You know, oh. it didn't take too long for this to get put together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't. I, I guess could, I don't really you know. Whip what that together in fucking twenty minutes. All right. <laughs> I feel like there's bands that record albums and it takes them two, three years to get it finally out to everybody. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, sometimes it takes even longer. Sometimes it takes 20 years. Right. Is that how long it takes for somebody to appreciate something? I don't know. Maybe. 
but I don't appreciate this at all. This, Ooh, was, this, boy. Was, not, this was bad. This was. I very feel bad. like this is pretty low like on my skillet chart right now. <laughs> so, skillet. Uh, so, uh, um, I'm that's the star- fucking name. That's their name. That's skillet. the fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, folks, we did not find Jesus with skillet this time around. We'll just have to try again. <sighs> I'm kind of mad at you for pulling on that off don't you? <laughs> You're like, I'd rather if a fucking tornado came back right now. That's more pleasant to listen to. Yeah, I'd rather listen to a, a tornado siren going off <laughs> fucking, with fucking impending Doom. green sky. Yeah. The fucking, <sighs> holy shit, dude. That was bad. The, uh, it reminded me of like, I don't know why, but like I kept having visions of The Crow. Like that movie, The Crow. <laughs> Yeah, but like not, but not the crow, like the crow three. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. like one of the Eddie terrible yeah, fucking sequels. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's way better call. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, wait, hold on a second. I'm going to see if they did a song for any of those movies. No, not the Crown. Google. <laughs> <laughs> the Crow is definitely a movie I'm gonna do on my movie podcast section of dire doom because the fucking soundtrack to that movie is incredible yeah it's dope as shit it's that so movie uh, I, I saw that movie in the theater and i still remember it being oh, like, man. great like, like it was a great time actual like, nine inch nails like their cover of uh dead souls is like one of my favorite fucking uh yeah there's like uh so not pantera only covering that yeah, there's a tons there's like yeah there's so like much pantera c- covering fucking poison idea on that shit is that that that's the movie right the badge they cover that song. The badge. Uh, I'll double check. Hold on. Um, I think that's that. Wow, the, a really the good second movie actually has pilots. the second movie actually has a pretty fucking good soundtrack too. It's got. I think I might have saw that <laughs> one too. It's got Hole covering Stevie Nicks, White Zombie, Filter, PJ Harvey, But well, Bush is not huh. good. Uh, <laughs> Toadies, Corn, Deftones, yeah. Iggy, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Uh, all right, okay. let's see. Who was? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, there was a real. I remember there was the second really one was, good... is considered one of the worst films ever made. Come on, it can't be that bad. <laughs> no, there's some real pieces of shit out there. They yeah. got that. Whoever saw that, whoever wrote that, never saw Man of. Oh man, The Crow Salvation, starring Eric Mabius, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and Fred Ward. R.I.P. Again. Oh, R.I.P. Man, he was in that movie, wasn't he? Okay. Oh man, here we go. The Crow, Wicked Prayer, starring Eddie Furlong, David Boreanaz, Tara Reid, and Dennis Hopper. What the fuck? What? Wait a minute. This Eddie is... Furlong, like from Terminator? Yeah. Oh man, dude, this looks bad. Huh. Interesting. His Fantastic. name is James Jimmy Cuervo. <sighs> He's playing a Mexican. Do you want to tell people where they can like find you on the internet if you care about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to people not to find me. Okay, <laughs> I'm a, from from where I'm sitting, the whole world's a fucking race to the bottom right now. All right, I, I, <laughs> I'm just gonna go do. I'm just gonna go do my own thing. Okay, if you want to check, say if you want, if you're interested. Checking out some fishing stuff. You can check me out on Instagram at August on the fly. I I do some thought, some fly tying stuff there, but yeah. Other than that, I don't call. know. That's a good you thing can, to call. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 other than that, leave, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as for Diary of Doom, uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can email us at diaryofdoom1968 gmail.com. The podcast is on Spotify and Apple. I'm hoping to get it on some other channels. It's also on YouTube, apparently. Um, it just uploads randomly. It didn't work, and then all of a sudden it was working, so go fucking figure. You go to diarydoom.com. You can find all the shit there. If you want to find the podcast from the direct source, it's diaryofdoom.podbean.com. And thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Diary of Doom and uh, whatever, you know, we'll we'll be back doing and more deep dives in the future and whatnot. So hope you hope people are enjoying these because I have fun doing this. I do. It's fun to do a, a band. Except report. when you throw some shitty ass music. At <laughs> Man, I didn't expect you to like, just be like <laughs> really sour about it. <laughs> Normally I get to run away. I, I, I couldn't, I had to want my honest opinion. That's, that's what it is.